0: From the global headquarters of the Asgard Company in beautiful downtown Wichita Falls, Texas. From the finest mind in the modern fitness industry. The one true voice of the strength and conditioning profession. The most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome to Starting Strength Radio. Glad to have you back. we are here with our friend, Andrew Mueller. Andrew is uh, the executive partner in Starting Strength Dallas. Uh, he's working with Brent Carter down there, our Starting Strength coach, Brent Carter, to put together the Dallas location, and things are coming along, uh, things are coming along quite rapidly. Uh, in fact, I'll have to admit that when I walked in today, I had on a same starting strength Dallas Today. shirt, and everybody said, "Man, you guys look like gay." You know, y'all are gay. Well, not that there's anything wrong with that, but Andrew and I are not gay, and we didn't want to. We didn't want to claim a status that we didn't actually deserve. So I went and changed, changed into my changed building better worlds t-shirt because I really like this shirt. People. Don't ever remark on this. I show up on Sunday at the seminar in this shirt and nobody says anything. What, what 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 do you no, they don't know. fucking people don't know about uh, Whalen Corporation? Does he
1: know? Surely
0: he does. I know. Okay. Yeah. He's he's in the know.
1: I halfway know at least.
0: Uh what was the what was the movie that you were an idiot if you liked? If you liked or you yeah. didn't like Prometheus was supposed to be an intelligence test. Yeah. Right? And if you liked Prometheus, like. you were in fact two digit IQ. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, it's the other way. Prometheus uh, was
1: our test for whether or not we
0: could hang out with somebody. Right. And that's the way that's the way we interpreted yeah, it. One and one those of idea. you that are above Prometheus level just turn turn this off. Right now, because you're not going to understand the rest of it. We don't want you listening to our, listening to our shit. That's exactly right. <laughs> I thought that was a hell of a good movie. I mean, if you don't like Prometheus, you just can't be entertained. <laughs> right? <clears throat> okay. So, anyway, let's talk to Andrew about starting strength in Dallas. Yeah. So, uh, uh, first off, Andrew, what possessed you? To get involved with this crazy ass project, mm. um, you asked me to. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but um, actually, well, so, I ask a lot of people to do yeah, a lot of things, right. and most people say
1: say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was in the gym and here in Wichita Falls, and I saw the the banner on your or banner. What do you want to call it? <clears throat> poster. The white. Yeah. The white on the diagram. Door. Diagramming the, the vision. Right. And the, uh,
0: the, that's what we call that. That's the trademark spec. Or something like that. Something. It's gotta have a, Some technical of, yeah, a technical name. Yeah, there's technical name. We all know that. what we're talking I don't about. Know. Yeah.
1: I saw it, I thought it was a great idea, and I told Nick, I was like, I think that's gonna be wildly successful. Wish everybody the best of success with it. And then somehow I think that turned into Hey Andrew might be interested. Let's
0: let's see if he wants to Let's ask him. Let's ask him if he wants to be a let's part of this Ask him if he would like to be a part of this yeah. thing. And he uh, You know, I think the the best uh, people that are involved in this thing. In fact, all of the people right now that are involved in this thing have actually done the program themselves. And they understand firsthand what it is we're trying to get done. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The program is such that we can literally take any human being, with a couple of extreme exceptions. We can take any human being and make them much stronger and therefore much more effective as human beings than they are now. And if you don't understand that physical strength is the predicate for uh, a complete, fulfilling, effective human existence, then you just haven't thought very hard about this. Because, as I'm fond of saying, if Stephen Hawking were asked if he'd rather be able to squat 405 than be trapped in his wheelchair— he would probably tell you that he'd much rather not be trapped in his wheelchair, and that he would have gotten a lot more accomplished were he strong enough to get up out of the wheelchair. And I'm not I'm not being flippant about that. Uh, this is human uh, existence is predicated on your physical body, and the more effective you are as a physical entity, the more effective you are as an intellectual entity as well. And I'm. If you don't understand that, then Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shit you don't understand. So physical strength is important. And this is the key to physical strength for everybody. This works for 15-year-old kids in high school. It works for their 75-year-old grandmother. And it works for everyone in between. And what we are doing here is an attempt to offer a commercial, applicable – available, accessible version of this method to everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. That may sound grandiose, but here in 2019, we're just starting on the ground floor. And Andrew's here with us. So what are your thoughts on my... On your vision there? On my vision. Yeah. Are we all crazy? I mean, is he as hell?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so at all. Um, it matches my personal experience, which was... Even growing up, I always was fascinating with getting stronger, and did everything wrong, <laughs> and failed to get stronger for years. Me too. Um, and then I discovered CrossFit, and it was, it was actually great. Um, sure. I got stronger. Sure. It, there was a lot of things about the culture that I loved, and, and then I started getting surgery because of injuries. And I watched my friends develop injuries. Yeah, and um, we all there's, loved CrossFit, but it, was, it wasn't there's, sustainable. There's some fundamental flaws yeah. in the yeah. in, in and their theory. My genetics could not sustain CrossFit, right. and no, there, there are probably some people that can, but I think not maybe for the masses.
0: Yeah, right. But the the idea that uh, that CrossFit brings to us is that hard is important. Hard mm-hmm. works. Easy doesn't work. Yep. Right Now, hard has to be carefully structured, and this is the problem over there. But I think we've solved that mm-hmm. because we apply the concept of hard to the problem of how do we get stronger than we are now in a programmable, systematic way that doesn't hurt you, that everybody can do, and that works every single time that you try it. And this is this is what we're doing, and uh, our experience with the method that we've developed here over the past ten or twelve years has shown conclusively that this works every time it's tried. Yeah, uh, there yeah. is essentially, uh, you know, this is the safest approach to exercise that there is, and. Uh, It's safe because of the systematic nature in which the stress recovery adaptation cycle is applied Mm -hmm. to individual physiology. And that that thing works. Stress recovery adaptation works because you are biological and you are alive. And anyone that's biological and alive has cells that respond Mm -hmm. to the stress that the environment places on them, and yeah. it's 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 terribly basic and terribly simple, and it, it makes it accessible to everyone. And this is then this is what makes it commercial. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think I mean I think there's so many people that are going to benefit from this. I can only speak from my own experience. My own, my own experience was years of trying to get stronger, trying to the desire to have a healthy body for a long time, mm-hmm. whatever that means, but to be strong right. and. Um, and failing, injuries, not accomplishing the goals that you want,
0: and then trying you just, very, just do very what hard. You say to do, yeah. Right. Right. Trying very, very hard, hard yeah. Try and, it. and have it not work,
1: and have it not work, and right. then to discover something that works, and then and to see it work for everybody that tries it time after time again, is pretty. It's amazing.
0: Um, it it really is. It doesn't sound believable
1: because <clears throat> there's it, so much bullshit out there.
0: It's it doesn't sound believable to most people because no. it's not complicated mm-hmm. and people stupid people are fascinated with complexity mm-hmm. i'm sorry but stupid people are fascinated mm-hmm. with complexity that just because it it, it fascinates them that because they don't understand the workings of it, that it must work, it must be good, mm-hmm. and it's something we've got to embrace. Like, as in
1: there's secret knowledge or something like yeah. <clears> that? Right, yeah. right. Yeah.
0: You're you're if you're if you're doing the complicated shit, well now you're in the club, and if you can join the club and you can uh, be in a club that other people don't understand the workings of, this is you know what's that word? Cult. <laughs> then. Uh, then you, you know, everybody likes the idea of being inside, you know, everybody likes the in-group psychology thing that goes on in in so many aspects of of strength and conditioning. And the more complicated we can make this, uh, the better lots and lots of people like it. And our approach is so completely the opposite of that Mm -hmm. that most people don't understand. that We have five exercises. What are the exercises that work everything? Well, there's the squat, there's the press, the bench press, the deadlift, the power clean. And if those things work everything, why do we need to do any Mm -hmm. of this other shit? Well, we don't. So how do we make these work most effectively? Well, we start with the empty bar, we warm them up, we go up in weight, and we end up with a weight that is five pounds heavier than we used last time.
1: How how did you figure that out?
0: I figured it out by training people in the gym uh, on the barbell exercises because I was a power lifter at the time and I just kind of was brought into the into the business from a powerlifting standpoint. And I it did occur to me to not use the squat the bench and the deadlift and so i started doing that i developed the ways to teach these lifts very very quickly and very effectively and the five pounds of workout thing was interesting because and i've talked about this several other places but uh basically it was it was a commercial decision because here i am doing personal training with 10 or 12 clients you know not the greatest number of clients but it's a small town and uh So I had ten or twelve people that I was going to try to retain. Every month, I need their, I need their three hundred bucks. So I'm going to show them progress. So I got a book, I got a, you know, Mm -hmm. dappled. What do you call those little composition notebooks? And I, I got one of those things, and I would record five workouts on the first page in a column, one Mm -hmm. right after another, and then five pages on the other, and. At the end of 10 workouts, I would show them their squat number. They'd done the same number of mm-hmm. reps, but guy starts out at 115, and 10 workouts later, mm-hmm. he's doing 185 pounds. Yeah. You just – hey, you just gained 70 pounds mm-hmm. on your squat, and we're not slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be stronger, This is this yeah. is what – This is the way to do it. Extrapolate that out for five more turns of the page. And where do you think you're going to be? Now, not everybody wants to be stronger. Mm -hmm. This is the problem we've got. Not everybody understands how fundamentally important it is Mm -hmm. to just be stronger. If you're not already very strong, the most difference you can make in not only your performance but your appearance is to get stronger. Not everybody's capable of understanding that. Mm-hmm. So you because, lose some
1: Because the whole culture's been taught to think about it
0: differently. Yes. You, it's, you it literally is ev- a difficult concept. Literally yeah. every other information input yeah, these people is the have is the opposite yeah. of what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. So it seems crazy. Yes, it yes. does seem crazy. Yeah. It seems too simple. It's just too straightforward. It can't possibly be complicated mm-hmm. enough to work. And that's where the narrow casting concept comes from. We are telling everybody that this is the way to go. We're broadcasting, but a few people are receiving the signal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're narrow, we, we, are, we are intentionally broadcasting, but the net effect yeah. is a narrow cast. To people who are intelligent enough to understand that this approach is the only logical way to get this task accomplished, and it just takes a little bit brighter than average person. Thankfully, if you go into a big enough city like Dallas, there are enough intelligent people to sell 144 memberships to, mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing. And,
1: so, uh, so we got to talk about the value of coaching then, because yes, that, yes we that, do, yes and we that, do. and that and
0: that goes back to my personal
1: experience, which was discovered starting strength, trying to get strong. I'm an average athlete, um, not genetically gifted to be overly strong, just average, and very quickly realized I I wasn't seeing some of the progress. And when Nick was giving me coaching cues and you were giving me coaching cues, it was just, it was a massive difference. That was the catalyst that allowed me to stay on the program. So. Mm I'm sure there are some natural athletes out there that don't need coaching, but I don't think that's the there, ma- that's not there, the majority of. There us. are
0: even fewer of those than there are people who are intelligent enough to understand what we're doing, because <laughs> right. natural athletes, freak athletes, are, sure. there are you know in the United States right now there are probably what fifty thousand of those people, it's a grand a total number. of fifty thousand yeah. people, with a thirty-six inch standing vertical jump. And amazing visual learning ability. Amazing mirror, mirror neurons. They, yes. are, they just watch it. Exactly. Yep. They One watch time. and do. Yep. There are 50,000 people in the, the continental United States. <laughs> those people are absolutely incapable of coaching yes. anything. Terrible. Because They're they never had to struggle. Because they don't understand why you don't already yeah. have yeah. the ability yeah. to do what just, they can do.
1: Just do what I just did. Just just do it. Why can't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't understand? Let, Let me, me show you again. To it. Yeah. Let me Maybe show you need again. To put more weight on there. Maybe there's not enough resistance <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah. So those people are not coaches. Those people are not the market for this product. Yeah. They're yeah. absolutely not right. the market for this product. Right. Which explains uh, Division One coaching and professional level strength and conditioning hmm. coaching. If you'll just sit here and think about it for just a second, if your team is made up of freaks like that, They don't need you. They Mm -hmm. don't need you to coach them. Mm -hmm. They'd rather you get out of their way because they're already very good or they wouldn't be there. Right. Right? They're already very strong or they wouldn't be on the team. Mm -hmm. Right? And your silly nonsense of jumping up in the air with resistance bands and throwing dumbbells Mm -hmm. around while you're balancing on one leg Mm -hmm. on a BOSU ball, that doesn't make you stronger. It it allows you to display the ability you've already got, and for people with a huge amount of ability, that's sufficient. But it's not what we're trying to do. We are trying to find a way to take those people's parents and grandparents and their less talented cousins and brothers and sisters and hand them the level of ability – uh, A level of ability that's far in excess of what they currently possess. And there's, there's one effective way to do that, and that is to make them stronger. Yeah, And this method of making them stronger works every single time because it's predicated on arithmetic. Mm-hmm. If I find out where you're squatting today, by teaching you how to do the movement correctly – finding a, a standard movement pattern that you are to execute in, in the prescribed manner, and that's derived from our analysis of physiology and anatomy. So the method is basically predicated on uh, a coach who knows how to do this uh, teaching the movement pattern mm-hmm. and at the same time measuring the strength level of the trainee in that movement pattern and our coaches know how to do this they take you up to uh what we consider to be the first day's set of five as a measurement point that's the point where you can execute the movement pattern correctly with a moderate amount of weight and uh you know, stopping at a point where any more weight would start to cause deviations from the the correct movement pattern. A correct movement pattern's been determined by our analysis and decades and decades of experience with these these five basic exercises. And uh, at that stopping point, uh, we we cease going up that day, and then the next workout we go up a small amount of weight. And then the following workout, we go up a small amount of weight. And from that point on, we go up a small amount of weight. And going up on the same exercise, the same movement pattern, a small amount of weight forces a strength adaptation. It cannot happen any other way. It works every single time. It's tried, and this is the simple part. It's not complicated. Every other exercise Program in use in the industry today is uh, predicated on varying the exercises. Ours is completely different from that. We use the same exercises every time, but we go up in load. And since the exercises are designed to use the entire amount of muscle mass over the longest possible range of motion with steadily And slowly, increasing amounts of weight, strength is the adaptation for the whole body. It works every single time it's tried. But it's too goddamn simple for most people to understand that this is the only way that works. You can't do an exercise once every five weeks and have any strength increase occur in that exercise. Unless you're just a baby novice. So... uh,
1: Because I think a lot of people listening to this, well, maybe they're already starting strength fans, but for people that aren't and don't know anything about it, they may find it unbelievable, but um, the results and how well it works and how it works for everybody. But I think this is true in everything in life. If you look at successful people, they will all tell you, or not all, but a vast majority of them will tell you they actually do simple things every day or with a repeated frequency. Over and over and over. Over and over again. And this adds up to a yeah. lifetime of a massive result.
0: How do you learn to play the piano? A little
1: bit, every yeah, every, very, very simple. And so all successful people will tell you this. Yes. And so here's Mark Ripto saying, this is how the you do it. same thing applies to strength and conditioning. It works. And it works. It works. And, and
0: yeah. But everybody else is more interested, I believe, in entertaining the client than they are in strengthening the client. Yeah. Because I'll have to admit, it's boring to come in and do the same five exercises over and over and over again. And only goal-focused people can understand that new exercises aren't the point. The mm-hmm. personal record is the point. Mm-hmm. More weight than I've ever mm-hmm. done before. Every workout for as long as that works. That's the point. And Not getting and, weaker as we get older. And people who are focused and intelligent and have gone through that process – In other aspects of their Mm -hmm. existence, understand the fundamental nature of this process. Mm -hmm. And they appreciate the simplicity and the effectiveness and the efficiency. This is Mm -hmm. the only way to not waste Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. in terms of developing your strength potential. But first you have to appreciate the idea that strength is the key.
1: And that's – I mean, that's, it's so easy to get excited about this because – It really is. What yes. – no matter how great your life is, at the point that you've lost your strength, you've lost your ability to enjoy You're done. the vast majority of things in life. Right. And so um, I know this whole thing sounds like an infomercial for Starting Strength Dallas, which it kind of is at this point. Well, and, and it, I mean, and it ought to be, to be, damn it. I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah, cause w- cause what are we, do we trying to do here? Yeah, that's, we want
0: that's you right. to buy a membership if right. you live in Dallas to yeah. Starting Strength Dallas yeah. because – it's the best use of your time and your money. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna make some money off of it, but you're gonna make far more when you do this program. You're gonna be far ahead of the money you spent because yep. how do you put a value? Oh, I don't want to go to that level of yeah. silly bullshit. But yeah. you understand what yeah. I'm saying? No, I understand what I'm a hundred percent with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're believers. Yes, and well, I hope, we've I hope seen some it. people will will watch this and and take the. I guess that's a risk. Yeah, they, they have to believe it is. what we're saying right now. They have you to have believe to, that my experience, that right. you're saying all this stuff, and it it matched with my experience and other people's experience, and it worked. And they should try.
0: It. Yeah, and it really, but but here's another interesting thing. It's not really that much of a risk if you're in the if you're in the fitness industry right now. You're participating. You're you're patronizing the fitness industry right now, and you got a personal trainer in Dallas. What's that worth? Mm-hmm. Five hundred a month. Mm-hmm. So I, if I've if, if more, you're with yeah. a, if you're with a trainer yeah. that anybody knows who he right. is, you're spending five hundred a yep. month. And what are we charging at starting Strength Dallas?
1: Yeah, three sixty five a month. Three sixty five a month, which I think is a great you're, deal it's, for, a, it's stupid. for a coach. Yeah, it's
0: stupid. It's is stupid. What yeah. it is. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. You're going to pay $500 to have somebody babysit you while you do leg extensions?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, You lost your mind? We're, you're going to, we're going to put you with a coach that's going to teach you movement patterns yeah. that you don't know that are terribly important. And I am not
1: the coach of starting strength, Dallas. No, thanks, Brent, yeah, Brent J. Carter is,
0: our, is yeah. our operating partner down there, and he is the guy that's Great put this coach. whole thing together. He's a staff coach for starting strength seminars. Uh we rely on him for several of our lectures on our weekend seminars. Uh he's he's as competent a guy as we've got anywhere in the system. And yep. he's uh he's run starting strength Dallas. And uh you're gonna you're going to be amazed by what he can teach you how to do that you don't know how and you may already think you know how to squat.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't know how to squat. I'm sorry, now you're mad, now you've turned it off, good, (laughs) good, turn it off, but you don't know how to squat, and Carter's going to show you how to squat, and it's only going to take him about 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. and you'll be squatting better than you've ever squatted, and if you go through the process, you'll say, well, you know, Ripito, you're right, I wasn't squatting correctly, This, this works much better, and he knows how to do that quickly and efficiently, and he knows how to improve your training as a result of this. And I think that uh, you ought to give this some thought. I think you ought to give starting strength Dallas some thought. Now, Dallas is a hot market. Let me – I've got some numbers here. Okay. Let's, it says right let's here, it. Dallas is the number four city in the nation for use in terms of hits to the website. Number four in the nation. Uh, that's behind New York, L.A., and Chicago. Dallas is number four. We're a real we uh, city now. Where you guys are – going to sell every one of these memberships very, very soon, and there won't be any more available till you get another gym open. So if you're at least partially interested in this, you need to investigate uh, signing up just right now. Uh, We have had 114,000 hits to the website in the last 12 months from DFW. And and Ray doesn't mean hits. He means individual visits. Hits is bullshit. 114,000 Distinct visitors to the website in the past 12 months from DFW. There's interest in this product in that area. Uh, real estate is on fire. Real estate is a pain in the ass. It's not on fire. Real estate commercial part. commercial yeah. real estate has been the hardest part of this entire business endeavor. We have had. Well, we wanted to put
1: the gym in the best part of Dallas. The we busy wanted, part where we wanted to get to it. Yeah,
0: we wanted. We have data on where in Dallas the interest is oh. from the website and our website metrics, and so we've placed the gym, and we've located a, an area in Dallas for the gym, and we had a hell of a time finding a place, and we've settled on a strip center on Greenville Avenue that's just south of Carruth Haven. And this is a hot part of town. There are other franchise locations all up and down the street there. It's north end of Greenville Avenue. And it's a, uh, it's a cooking little place. And uh, uh, Dallas is probably the fastest growing market in the country. People are moving to Texas uh, yeah. because they're escaping from wherever it is that you live. Mm-hmm. And, they're to, and they're going to DFW. And uh, DFW is a busy place. And as long as the government stays relatively stable and the fuck out of our way, we're going to have an excellent economy and you're going to have more money to spend on things that you know you need to spend it on instead of just the absolute requirements for being alive. And this business is going to grow. Dallas is going to grow with it. This would be the first of several Started to drink gyms in the Metroplex, and Andrew's involved. It, he's hip-deep in this whole thing because of the obvious commercial viability of this program. And uh, it is uh, – oh, here it is right here. It's the fastest-growing Metroplex in the country. Wow. 140,000 residents added between 2015 and 2016. Wow. 140,000 residents, more people than the population of Wichita Falls. Well, and, you live close. and those are only the legal ones that we know about, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and you live close to the Metroplex. I'm two hours yeah, from starting strength Dallas. You might pop down to the I gym. I will be there occasionally. Yeah. I go down there to shop. I'll, every time I'm in town, I'll be at the gym. You might run into me. Uh, so Dallas is, a, is a really going to be a, a – an important location for us because it's going to be the start of several other gyms in that same area. And we're real anxious to watch this develop and watch the market. And we're anxious to have you come join us now. All right. Andrew earlier said that he was an average athlete, but I'm going to tell you, and this is probably going to make him all embarrassed and everything that average Andrew is not, Andrew Mueller is not an average guy. And, uh, I want you to understand who we're dealing with here. Uh, Andrew, now, you you told me this, and, and if I fuck this up, please understand. You got into medical school without a four-year degree in pre-med, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting because not many people do that. I didn't know it was possible. Right. What program will accept uh, – an undergraduate without a pre med <laughs> degree. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I I slipped in. So, um, I I did go to community college and I got an associate's degree in <laughs> math. Uh, he has an associate's
0: degree, and then and he got into medical school. Well, then
1: I got to dental school, and then after dental school, I went to medical school. Well, like, so you
0: got into dental school first, first, and then All after, right. yeah. All right, Andrew is an oral surgeon. So, this means that Andrew is a dentist and a surgeon, and that. He went to dental school, medical school, and a surgery residency. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. And you're how old right now?
1: 34. <laughs> yeah.
0: There there are guys that are 34 that are still in medical school. Yeah. You know, what am I doing with my life? You're fucking around. <laughs> it's like I did. It's like everybody does. But Andrew doesn't fuck around, apparently. And, no, thanks. Uh, so what uh, – so – what did you do while you were in school? What did you what What did that all look like? What did dental school? How long did it take you to get through dental school? So dental that's school,
1: a, was, dental school was four years. It's a four year curriculum. Four you can't yep. do it faster. Than can't that. do it faster than
0: that. And then after that,
1: I did a six year residency that included medical school. That's when I moved to Texas. Right. So you were
0: and in medical school, as part of the dental residency, is that part one? of the
1: oral surgery residency? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So about half of the oral surgeons go to medical school. So that's why I do that. And that's that's what got me to Dallas. That's what got me to Texas.
0: Can you be an oral surgeon without going to medical school? You can. About half of them. About no. half of them are. I just
1: wanted to I didn't want to I wanted, that not, background I wanted as to well. know. Yeah. You right, don't sure yeah, you don't know until you do something.
0: Right. Yeah. Which right. defines a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta check the box and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after you got out of that residency program, which would be a total of ten years worth of stuff, right? Yeah. So it's four years of dental school, six years of medical school, and oral surgery residency. You nailed it, yeah. And then you mm-hmm. went in. And how old were you when you got into medical school or into dental school? Oh, 20. 20. Yeah. So now you're 30. You're loose, you're loose on the world, yeah. roaming around, making the world your toy, <laughs> and – and uh what, what's your business history? This is even more actually more fascinating yeah yeah uh, when I was in residency, I
1: started my first practice um, I don't love talking about myself, but I will Well, I, how day, did you fine. how yeah. do you do that as a resident um, i I guess I was just way too driven yeah how did you yeah. how do you do how do you have time to do a practice yeah while you're taking a residence I don't know that I would recommend it. Anyone watching this, I, I don't recommend There's, there's not there's a lot the of choices. sleep. Yeah, in yeah, this. yeah. But, um, but I did it, and it, and it was successful. And, um, and so I built up my first, and I still have that pretty large successful practice. And then uh, there's- Is that pra- the
0: one you operate within now? It's one
1: of them. Yeah, but right. no, no, that was a, but then there was one that came available here in Wichita Falls. And, right. uh, and that's when I moved here to Wichita Falls, Texas, which is when I graduated in 2015 and met mm-hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then since then I've opened some other businesses that have all been really in the medical field, some other practices, but now this is... How many
0: practices do you own? If you feel like... Four or five or... Four or five, you can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Any other businesses? Starting Strength Dallas. Yeah. This is my first non... Non Non-medical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh... That's that's terribly interesting. Uh, Andrew operates at a high level, and he sees the value in what we're doing. Uh, and here may be an edit, or this may not be an edit, depending on what you guys want to do with this. Uh, we're sitting here recording this on a Wednesday. Tomorrow, I've got a guy coming in from, from uh, in Connecticut, yeah. uh, Dr. Abil Manji. Uh, cardiologist at Yale Medical Center is coming in to talk to us about the use of this program in cardiac mm-hmm. rehab. It's medical it, week and starting strength. It yeah. is yeah. and here's another guy that sees the value of this thing and that that podcast will be up soon as well. Uh, Dr. Manji came to our seminar in Maryland and uh, was, uh, was was interested in what we do, uh, both for his own personal benefit and for the benefit of his patients. And uh, his uh, ideas on, on cardiac rehab are are interesting mm-hmm. uh, because he has observed firsthand the limitations of the current cardiac rehab paradigm. And I've got a, a guy here, a uh, buddy of mine that had heart surgery about two and a half years ago. Uh, he's sixty-seven. Uh, he had a double bypass prior to a heart attack. They located the the occlusion and said, "Ah, we need to get you in like now." And took him in and chopped his chest open and fixed him and sewed him back up and everything. And he, his, and I've known this guy for Scott Davis. And I've known him for a long time. And uh, he had a uh, he had a, a an interesting experience when he woke up from surgery in the in the subsequent couple of weeks he was in the hospital about a week. He said so he couldn't believe how.
1: Trained, how he, tra- he already trains with you. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, okay. he trains okay. with me at night. Okay. Uh, he uh,
0: he he observed that he couldn't believe how weak he was. He mm. could hardly lift his arms. Mm. That he just, the weakness was profound. It really scared the hell out of him. And I'd been yelling at him for years to get your ass in the gym. And he said, "I, you know, I wish, you know, in retrospect, all this bullshit, you know, standard thing everybody says, in retrospect, 20-20, hindsight, all that shit. So he came in, and first day that uh, he came in, I had him do, I had him squat the empty bar For a couple of sets of five, I had him bench press the empty bar, being very careful not to touch his freshly sewed-together sternum. Uh, For a couple of sets of five, I had him pull 88 pounds off the floor for one set of five deadlifts, and I had him push the prowler up and down once, empty. Hmm. And his statement to me was absolutely amazing. He said, that is harder... In terms of my heart rate, my breathing rate, that is far harder than the last day I had cardiac rehab. Mm. And I thought, my God, these guys are taking it easy on you, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then you you realize they're not there to rehab anybody, they're there to not get sued. Mm hmm. They're there to cover their ass. Well, they're not, they're yeah. not doing her, anything hard yeah. enough to rehab. Yeah.
1: I think part of it, too, the, the goal of rehab is to get you back to the to whatever is normal. And the standard right. for that is set right. so that was, unbelievably it, low. It was the
0: normal that you were yeah. before yeah. the accident right. or the heart attack, or, which is the shape yeah. that you were in that got you on the table yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, we'd like to improve on that mm-hmm. so that this doesn't happen again. But they don't—they don't, they don't right. understand the right. process by which you have mm-hmm. to do that. And we're going to talk to him about this. But
1: nonetheless, well,
0: talking about talking about your situation is—it's uh, fascinating. You've had a lot of interesting experiences personally. You're—you're a, you're a pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really scares me. He's not What's actually that, that smart. Hey, he's got to tell I, you the go-mad story. Oh, just, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, that's the a, Go that's a good story. We yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, try yeah. that in the plane. Yeah,
1: no. No before, yeah, no,
0: before the plane, uh, before the
1: plane talk. <laughs> I, uh, when I started drinking the gallon of milk a day, yeah. which worked amazing. Yeah, it worked um, well. I've never been lactose intolerant, so it wasn't on my radar that this would be possible. I'm drinking a gallon of milk a day, and I tell Nick, I said, man, my stomach has just been bothering me a little bit and uh, didn't put together that Maybe you can drink two cups of milk a day and not be lactose intolerant. Right. But at a gallon, you might at need a gallon. It might overwhelm drink. your ability yeah. to produce the lactase. <laughs> right, right, right. 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 So it could. You know, there could true. be another
0: adaptation thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a stress recovery. Right. The, right, right. That the milk's a stress, yeah. and you recover from that stress, uh-huh. and directly, a lactate level, lactase level comes up. Going then straight then to a gallon
1: up. of milk may upset yeah, your stomach. It's not
0: going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're an intelligent man Why figure about, it out quick aren't, I yeah, yeah. You, you don't true understand story. that enzyme levels adapt to god oh, uh, oh yeah people are even uh ostensibly intelligent people sometimes some overlook concept. the simplest concept. Yeah, sure.
1: but i think one of the things you're getting to starting Trek to is definitely a community of people that are highly goal-oriented often like they successful in whatever to, they choose to be successful in. Almost to and, a man. Yeah. They're, um, they're all,
0: everybody is, is focused on something way over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and not, not today's workout, right. but they want to go, yeah. they can see yeah. a, a climb. Right. And they can see a hill to be on higher yeah. than they're standing on now. And not everybody lives their life like that. No.
1: No, but if you're watching no. this, you know if you're one of those types of people. Sure. And they're, Zero question. This is for you, oh, and I wish everybody absolutely. else would just give it a try too because
0: it'll be awesome. But because it does work, it yeah. works every time it's been tried. Yep. Now tell us about the airplane. <laughs> I just what got What made new you want to fly into cumulo granite someday? What is the what is? Oh, I problem? did just. Oh, I just flew around a cumulonimbus,
1: um, and I'm a somewhat amateur pilot. So if there's any professional pilots? How many hours in your logbook? Three hundred. Which I've, which I've accumulated in the last year, so yeah, I, I, I fly a lot. That's a lot of time. I fly that's a lot. a lot of time. I fly a lot. I flew here today, um, and I just got a plane with a parachute, which makes my mother feel more comfortable. The there's plane a, has
0: a parachute, or there's a parachute in the plane no, 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 for you? No, no, The
1: plane has a parachute. If something went wrong, you might not have enough time to get your own parachute on and eject. So the whole plane has a parachute. Well,
0: if something goes on 10 feet above the runway... You're, you're screwed. Yeah. You're done. You know. Yeah. Okay, don't pull so the this, parachute then. This thing yeah. is for a stall. It's
1: for, yeah, or engine at failure. Feet you have to be, like be six hundred feet above the ground. Anything below that, the parachute just makes you a lawn dart. And, right. Yeah. It just yeah, gives you yeah. a little direction. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Provides it's just a, enough drag in to the produce end. an angle. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But uh
1: hundred percent survival when it's deployed properly. Wow. It saved, I think, 90-something lives. Yeah, it's, it's
0: very cool. 90 lives. That's a lot of people. That, that actually is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, flying's, no, a, flying's a blast. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big not, passion of mine. Uh, uh, you know, th- <laughs> flying requires a type of intellect that I just don't possess. You're just dyslexia? <laughs> I'm not going to. I have left-right dyslexia and yeah. a whole bunch of other dyslexias, too, yeah. that are not conducive to survival. Could you focus long enough I can focus That's just easy. fine, but okay. I focus incorrectly. Okay. Okay. I just make numerical mistakes yeah. all the time. I make flying's I, not for you. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's an extremely quantitative endeavor. Yeah. And I'm not that kind of guy at all. But
1: I was gonna say you said the cumular granite, I forgot what I was gonna say. I was flying down to Possum Kingdom, which is south of Wichita Falls, yeah. and uh and there wasn't any forecast, there wasn't any thunderstorms forecasted, just the possibility, which is every day in Wichita Falls this time of right. year. Oh, yeah. And I see a cumulonimbus cloud and I see it start to grow. It's about 30 miles. And yeah. seeing that, from it's the amazing air.
0: how fast those things come um, up. Yeah. And when, and I, I, f- just, I, just when I fly commercially, yeah. well, when I fly commercially, I, the, the fascinating thing about flying commercially is getting to see. Ship from thirty-eight thousand yeah. feet. You the, see the, them grow. You, yeah. you watch them grow. You watch them balloon up. Yeah. But you can see topography and geomorphology yeah. and all kinds of things that you can't see when you're here. Right. You know. You can see this yeah. this whole the whole process in macro, and it's just fascinating to see. And if I was, you know, I, one of the fascinating things about uh, about flying your own airplane when I was, I had a when I was in high school, we had an extremely progressive little program there. The one of the teachers at school and the vice principal at school had a little airplane. You guys of, got to fly it, and we got to fly. That never we were in day aerospace day. Yeah. science. class. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And we we had a semester of aerospace science, and we every one of us got to fly the plane. Mm-hmm. You know, we were supposed to plot a course. It was essentially ground school. The whole thing. The plane was a 1946 taylor craft okay no idea with four that. gallons yeah. per hour okay oh it's a little you know like a little lin- cessna one it's a little no oh, right? no 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 it's not even <laughs> You're close it. to okay. it's a little linen oh you know wow linen okay. spar okay doped linen airplane they made them for a long time back they're little bitty engines their yeah. top speeds like 95 miles an hour okay. ground speed and it was it was uh it was a
1: was it just a kite in the air? Just it, got pushed a, by? Yeah.
0: Basically, it was a it was a powered. Uh, oh, I guess it was it was a it was a glorified powered uh, uh, hand glider is, is mm-hmm. really what it was. Uh, but these th- they were very old airplanes, and I don't know how many of them they made. There may still be a many of them around, but it was a it was a little cheap airplane, and what mr reed told us is that he would take this thing out in the summer and just be gone for a couple of months and the thing gets four gallons an hour you can fly all the way up to montana and back and i think the functional ceiling of this aircraft was you know whatever Unpressurized shit is ten thousand feet. Mm-hmm. At this point, totally
1: unregulated. You go no. hop in the plane. You don't have to tell anybody where you're going, and you go yeah, pick just, a city on a map and show up. That's and land cool. There, if I had the technical the ability the, yeah, to do it, yeah. If your I, eyes I probably
0: would, but yeah. I have enough sense to know yeah. that I don't have the technical ability. It's why I put my motorcycle up too. I just lack the patience. I lack the patience, and um. you're texting. I, and I'm not interested in interrupting your so did soliloquy. You, you know.
1: Did you go through the progression? I'm in the, I've put the motorcycle keys down for the last time. Right They're they'll I'll never pick them up again yeah, to ride it. but much. I haven't sold it yet. There's I'm in that period where you can't. I don't want to give them up. But yeah, I know, but I you know, know I'm uh, never. I told hey, myself you know, I'll never ride you know, it again. Yeah. I've got
0: my well, you know, I've still got both my saddles. So you still home. okay? I'm you're out longer. of the horse business. I've been out of the yeah. horse business since O two. Yeah. But I just can't
1: you can't get rid of it. Yeah.
0: Sell those two saddles. Yeah. I've got a I get it. I've got an that's expensive uh, an expensive Steuben Siegfried that's worth a bunch of money and I've got an old uh King Ranch saddle. a western saddle. What's a I, King Ranch saddle? Does uh, that uh, refer to like the actual King Ranch? The King Ranch, Ranch okay. had a had yeah, a, down in Texas licensed this uh, okay. this design and stuff. This saddles probably a 19 19- 62 models, old saddle, old style rope and saddle with a little short horn on it and stuff. But I just can't get rid of the goddamn thing. I, you know, I miss it so much, but I can't ride anymore. I can't do it. I can't get hurt. And I can't just go out and walk around. So I just, I'm out of the horse business. I'm not there to take care of them. I thought, you know, I have a dream about riding once a week, Hmm. every Mm. Without fail, I miss it so goddamn bad. It was just such an important yeah. part of my life for 30 years, and I can't. But I can't, I can't do it. I can't take yeah. the risk, and it saddens me deeply. Yeah, because it was it was a lot of fun. So flying into you is kind of like that was to yeah. me. Yeah, it's just Chapter what life. it's just what you you everything else enables you to do that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? no, I totally get it. Yeah, I understand it completely.
1: Can I, I, gotta, I gotta, wanted to ask you a question. Totally switching gears. You butchered a sheep for me recently? Yeah. Uh, you had several yeah. sheep butchered. Yeah. I got it in my freezer. And I'm completely confused. It's delicious.
0: Oh, it's the best. Absolutely delicious. Yeah, and people um, don't understand. It's it's the best meat in but it's North just, America.
1: It's just frozen meat, and it's so good. And here's what I don't understand. All growing up, I, frozen meat was an inferior product in my mind. Like, anytime I was going to get… If, it, if the meat had been previously frozen, I just knew it wasn't going to be yeah. very good why I always assumed because, it was the freezing because, process no, clearly it's not no yeah. because
0: that idea that frozen meat is an inferior product uh-huh. is what we call wrong <laughs> okay
1: that's wrong some wh- shit is just wrong, wrong. but is it's, there a reason it's why why it's why wrong we remember because
0: if you put your freezer down to 20 below zero okay. that's what it is and you're going to have the whole sheep you have to do something with him because you can't eat him all today. So mm-hmm. I guess we have no choice but to freeze his little fuzzy ass. So what you do is is you have him processed and you bring him home from the processor and you put him in your chest freezer and you have that you have turned down to nine, which is about twenty below. And red meat of that type will keep perfectly frozen Mm -hmm. for three years and and if it's cold enough it will keep perfectly for three years you can keep venison i got four-year-old venison that i eat because it just stays now pork won't freeze that long and i pork keeps maybe nine months even at one even at 20 below Hmm. it just it doesn't keep that long and the only thing i can figure out is that the, the the fatty acids in pork are just not saturated enough to to be stable even at 20 Mm -hmm. below. Pork doesn't keep as long as beef. Beef and and mutton keep for years. Venison keeps for years and years. The problem most people have with it is they don't have it cold enough. Mm -hmm. It won't keep at zero. It won't keep in the refrigerator, in your refrigerator's freezer. It won't stay there. Yeah, that doesn't go very long. That doesn't doesn't keep very long because it's just not cold enough. But you get the shit cold enough. And it's fine for yeah, I'm shocked by it. decades. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah am Shocked by it. But it's uh it's so damn good. Yeah. And here we've let the cat out of the bag, now we won't be able I know, to Now, you're, sheep gonna, now you're gonna get your door beat down yeah. sheep. But uh, yeah. the guy that I buy sheep from will not have I'm sorry, I've
1: sold them Yeah. All. Sold, sold, yeah. Uh, they're all counted Demand for, for going up. Yeah. Sorry, Rip do they're oh. all
0: counted for. Uh, me.
1: So I have another I can I ask you a serious question. Please. Please. What are you most you've done a ton in your life and um what are you most proud of?
0: Uh, this. What we're doing right now? Uh, what we're doing right really? now. Yes. Because. No bullshit. No bullshit. Okay. Absolutely no bullshit. Okay. I've done all kinds of stupid, selfish things, uh, that are not to be proud of, but that I've enjoyed doing. But this is cool. Uh, this helps people. This, uh, I'm, I'm proud of it because it helps people, but I'm also proud of it because, As odd as it seems, we're the first ones to think this up. (laughs) It's so ridiculously obvious. What we're doing is so ridiculously obvious Mm -hmm. to me and to understand that this is the only product of its type in this entire industry, it's just interesting to me Mm -hmm. that that I'm the one that thought all this shit up I mean I've had lots and lots and lots of help but you know I basically collated all this stuff and it's never been presented in this form before and it goddammit, it it works every single yeah. time it works for your mom your dad, your grandparents your children everybody your dogs yeah. your cats everything is it this is just a this is just basic applied biology mm-hmm. mm-hmm basic applied biology is all this is and I'm just just proud to have been able to make this contribution and I really honestly think it is a contribution yeah, and uh, definitely those of you watching may disagree with this and you're certainly free to but uh, I mean here we are and we're doing this by ourselves and I'm proud of uh, having done this but I'm proud of People like Andrew that have seen the potential and have decided to vote with their feet and have, have uh, invested with us and have joined the effort to make all of you stronger than you are right now.
1: I hope that in the Dallas gym we do get a lot of – that the gym is full of older people and women and just a diverse group of people. We're going to have some meatheads because, of course, that's the – Which is great. That's fine. But I hope we have a gym that's full of a a big diverse group of people. I,
0: I think what you'll find is that there aren't a lot of meatheads because they don't have the money for this, and they already know what to do. And everything in starting strength Dallas is going to be controlled by Brent Carter and you. And they're not into that kind of shit, yeah. you know. So what you're going to find is that Starting Strength Dallas is populated by an older demographic of intelligent, accomplished people who see the value in this and are telling their friends about it and are are uh, having their lives enhanced to a level that really they won't even believe mm-hmm. as a, as a result of of having participated in this program. I'll second that. Andrew, thank you. Andrew Mueller has been our guest today. And I hope you got something out of this. We'll see you next time on Starting Strength Radio.